Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Seavers. And on this show, we're going to be looking back at this past week and looking ahead to this next week as far as all things Hillsdale College sports are concerned. Jake, let's start with you. With the spotlight of ESPN and the NCAA showcase present at Frank Muddy Water Stadium Saturday afternoon, the Charger football team had an opportunity to show their considerable talent to a national audience. But Hillsdale came up short to a Finley squad that executed at a high level on both sides of the ball. The Oilers won their fifth straight, 31-13 over the Chargers. Hillsdale fell to 3-4 overall and 1-2 in the GMAC. Finley jumped out to a 17-0 halftime lead while shutting down the Charger offense. Hillsdale had just 74 yards of total offense in the game's first 30 minutes and appeared to struggle finding, finding a consistent offensive rhythm. Defensive back Jason McDonough provided a first-half highlight with an interception that stopped an oiler drive deep in Charger territory, but a touchdown with 11 seconds left in the second quarter was a key one for Finley as it was able to extend its lead from two to three scores entering halftime. Early in the third quarter, wide receiver Trey Brock caught a 58-yard touchdown pass from Chance Stewart to bring some life to the home crowd and the sidelines. Brock fought off the defensive back on Brock fought off the defensive back on, on the short pass, then sprinted past two defenders up the sideline for Hillsdale's first score of the day. Brock caught four passes for 100 yards and a touchdown, while Austin Sandusky made three catches for 76 yards. Stewart was 15 for 35 for 272 and two scores. David Graham led the team's rushers with eight carries for 32 yards. Defensively, Wyatt Batdorf had 10 total tackles with eight solo stops to lead the unit. Dan Shanley had nine total tackles, and Jason McDonough had seven total tackles to go with its interception. Charlie, Charlie Yost recorded the team's only sack on the afternoon. The Chargers are back home next weekend to host Walsh University in another GMAC matchup, and it is also Parents Weekend at Muddy Waters. This past week, I sat down with Danny Drummond, starting center for the Hillsdale College Chargers. All right, we now welcome on Danny Drummond. He is the starting center and is a 50-year senior for the Hillsdale College Chargers. Danny, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jake. Uh, ignoring the loss from this past week, what was it like to play on ESPN3? Did you do any sort of extra preparation for the media? Uh, not a whole lot of extra preparation. As an offensive lineman, we, we never really noticed anyway, so I didn't put any extra swag on, you know. Um, but the, the one thing that was different was all the, the media timeouts. Mm -hmm. It added a lot of time to the game, and it was kind of hard to get your rhythm, but um, it was kind of nice to have the extra breathers because yeah. I'm always out of breath out there, you know. <laughs> uh, this weekend you guys are home against Walsh. Uh, they're coming in, so they lost the first five games of their season, but now they're uh, picking it up a little bit. They're coming in with two straight victories. What's Coach Otterbein focusing on this week in practice to make sure – uh, you guys end their streak at two games. Um, well, we always kind of focus on the same thing, uh, just kind of keeping our heads down and putting in the work and preparing for the team that we got in front of us. So Walsh is a pretty good team. I mean, they uh, they play hard at least, um, but we play hard too, and, and we're just going to focus on doing what we do, and, and we're going to beat them. Okay. Uh, you're from Pittsburgh, Pittsford, New York, right? Yeah. Uh, how'd you end up here at Hillsdale? It's kind of far away. Yeah, well, my dad, actually, he uh, he pushed Hillsdale really hard for me uh, when I was a kid. So 
So I think he actually wishes that he was here even more than, than I do. Um, he is a huge Hillsdale guy, so he actually took me here to Hillsdale on campus my sophomore year of high school. And from there, I, I met the coaches and, and kind of experienced what it was like to be a Hillsdale student and uh, ended up making the decision to come here um, uh, pretty much based on football, how that was going to work out, and then just kind of saw the people I was going to be around, and that's what I wanted to do. So, Awesome. Well, this weekend is Parents Weekend. Are your parents coming? My parents are coming. My parents, uh, they come to every game, actually, all of our away games, all of our home games. Uh, They're pretty incredible. Can I meet them? Uh, yeah, you can meet them if you want. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite offensive lineman drill? Favorite offensive lineman drill? Um, <clears throat> it would probably be uh, this little cone drill that we do. Uh, our coach sets up a, a box um, with cones about a yard apart from each other. And we just kind of do our steps around the box, you know. And, um, you know, it's uh, only one guy can go at a time. So, you know, after you do it, you get a nice long break, mm -hmm. you know, which is nice. There we go. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, Jake, but being a fat guy, you're not, you know, it's kind of hard to move. So <laughs> so that kind of helps. That kind of helps. And it's kind of a good drill to uh, um, kind of work on getting your feet moving fast and all this stuff. So. During games, do you like uh, Gatorade or water more? I like water more. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go into why? Or? Yeah, that would be great. Um, water, I, I always, Gatorade doesn't really hydrate me very well, actually. Okay. I always end up kind of cramping, but water, water, I never water keeps you water. where you're supposed to be. Yeah, it's better for your teeth, too. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, do you have a favorite pregame meal? Um... Favorite pregame meal is uh, pasta, marinara sauce, Parmesan cheese, and light salad on the side. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, last year, you were voted the outstanding senior man for the class of 2017. Uh, you were also voted the outstanding offensive lineman two years in a row. You were named to the GLIAC Academic Excellence Team three times in a row and won the President's Scholar Athlete Award. Did I miss any of your accolades? Um, Have you won anything else that you just want want to talk about? <laughs> well, um, no, not really. But um, I know you're gonna ask my. Yeah, which one, which one? Which ones are you, are you most proud of? Uh, well, that would probably be being being voted captain of the team. Of okay. The football team. Okay. Because um, you know that team is filled with guys that I really really respect and to have earned their respect enough to be voted captain was really meaningful to me. So that would be probably my, my proudest accomplishment. Awesome. Well, as I said, GLIAC Academic Excellence Team three times in a row, uh, President Scholar Athlete Award. Would you say that you, Danny Drummond, are the smartest player on the football team? <laughs> I'd say that uh, i get by. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily the smartest. Um, there are a lot of smart guys on the football team. Casey Shuko, for instance, uh, just got into medical school last week, and uh, I'm not sure if getting into medical school would be something that I would uh, I would do. So uh, uh, there are a lot of smart guys on the team. Well, you mentioned Casey Shuko. I interviewed him last week, actually, and he said that with beyond a shadow of a doubt that defensive linemen are tougher than offensive linemen. Can you defend yourself? 
Uh, that statement by Casey is absolutely ridiculous. I take back what I said about him being a smart person. Um, I can't believe he said that. Considering that offensive linemen are the only position group besides the quarterback that never come off the field, we never get the, get a break when we're when we're on for the offensive side of the ball. Defensive linemen get subbed in and subbed out all the time. Offensive linemen do not. Thus, we are way way tougher than that. Okay. Well, Casey, there you go. You're wrong. Um, obviously, this season hasn't really gone as planned so far through the first seven weeks of the season. You guys are sitting at three and four. What are you doing in the locker room to kind of uh, stay motivated for the rest of the year? Um, well, it's really a question of, of what makes a, uh, a good team. You know, so a lot of, you know, you measure how good of a team you are by your wins and losses obviously, but you also can measure what a good team is by the way you go about your business, the way you conduct yourselves, and by finishing the season strong, by winning these last four games, we can prove ourselves as a good team, not only by the win and loss column, but also by showing that we have the resilience as a team to come together after a rough stretch and play well, play hard not give up, and continue uh, acting with character throughout the rest of the season. So we want to prove ourselves as a good team, not only in the win and loss column, but also through that other side that I was just talking about by showing that resilience and proving that we're men of character. Awesome. And you're a Latin minor, correct? I am. In your professional opinion, is Latin a dead language? Uh, Latin, it's making a comeback is what I would say. Make, making a comeback? a comeback? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It takes minors like us that really make <laughs> bring it back, you know? <laughs> awesome. Uh, Danny Drummond, thank you, and best of luck for the rest of your season. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. You know, Martin, I forgot to mention in the interview that Danny is also double majoring in marketing management and history. He's made the Dean's List seven times. He helps lead the team's Bible study. And he plays piano for the college and for senior citizens as part of a local service program. He was also an RA in Simpson for three years. And uh, Danny Drummond, he's basically the total package, and we're blessed to have him here at Hillsdale. So, Danny, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with me. Martin, let's head over to you. Let's head over to volleyball. Volleyball was a perfect 3-0 this past weekend at the Midwest Region Crossover Tournament, defeating Bellarmine, Fair State, and Tiffin all by scores of 3-1. to the win over Ferris State was Hillsdale's first win over a nationally ranked team since beating Rockhurst 3-2 on September 14, 2013, and ended an eight-match losing streak to the Bulldogs. The last time the Chargers topped Ferris State, it was for the 2011 GLIAC Tournament Championship. Freshman Lindsey Mertz was named the GMAC West Division Player of the Week. The award was announced and chosen by the conference office. She is the third different player on this year's Hillsdale team to earn conference weekly honors, joining Alyssa Van Wienen and Paige Vanderwall. The tone for the weekend was set in the team's first match Friday afternoon as Mertz dished out a career-high 55 assist in Hillsdale's 3-1 win over 13th-ranked Ferris State. Mertz's 13 digs against Ferris State was also her second most in the match in her young career. She followed up that big performance with 33 assists and 10 digs in a four-set win over Tiffin, and in Saturday's win over Bellarmine, she had 47 assists and four digs. For the weekend, Mertz averaged 11.89 assists per set, well above the rate of the conference leader this season. Mertz has enjoyed an outstanding freshman season for the 18-3 Chargers so far. She has led the Hillsdale offense to a .275 team hitting percentage, 30 points better than any other team in the GMAC. She currently ranks third in the GMAC with 10.08 assists per set. And over on the links, the Charger golf team wrapped up the fall portion of its schedule on Sunday and Monday 
in Detroit at the Motor City Invite hosted by Wayne State University. Hillsdale finished ninth at the 13-team event held at the TPC Dearborn. The team had a cumulative score of 628 at the two-day event. Wayne State's teams occupied the top two spots, shooting a 603 and a 604. Four of the five participating Chargers improved on their round two scores from what they shot in round one. Joel Patilla finished his fall, leading the team at TPC with a two-round score of 148, shooting a 75 on Sunday and a 73 on Monday. Ryan Zetwick was next on the team with a 156, improving on his first round 85 with a 71 on Monday. Liam Perslow sliced nine strokes off his round one score by shooting a 74 on Monday, finishing with a total of 157. Wrapping up the team scores were Logan Kaufman, who shot a 168, and Henry Hitt, who shot a 177. With fall ball wrapping up for both the softball and the baseball team, I was able to sit down with Rob Zorowski and talk about the fall season and what he looks forward to in the spring. We're talking to Rob Zorowski, redshirt freshman on the Hillsdale College baseball team. Rob, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So talk to me a little bit about fall ball and what that entailed for you and your team uh, this fall. Fall ball is definitely a grind. Uh, we go every day, practice, uh, weights three times a week, practice every day. Um, it's tough to really stay locked in for more than a week or two it really is it gets repetitive it gets grueling especially when it's hot out but it's definitely a good time for us it's a good time to grow a good time to get better um a lot of good comes from it there's definitely an importance there too because it's not like you guys get back to school and all of a sudden just start jumping into games too that kind of progression that you guys see in the fall that's pretty big for you guys isn't it right absolutely it takes a little while most of us play summer ball but Coming back, we generally take about a month off. That August month is generally fully off for us. So when we come back, it's definitely important to jump back into it slowly, step by step, and be ready to roll towards the end of the fall. And that's when we start playing scrimmages against other schools, and that's when that's when we're expected to be not at full full go, but we're definitely expected to be up there. But having those weeks prior to that to be able to jump back into it is big time for us. Tell me a little bit about the special thing you guys did with homecoming. Tell the listeners a little bit about it who don't know what you guys did. So we did a uh, home run derby, and we got pledges per home run from uh, all kinds of donors, which was really something special. It raised a ton of money for us. It was a blast. It was really fun to be a part of. Um, I'm looking forward to doing it next year and seeing seeing how much money we can raise, seeing how many home runs we can get, seeing how many people can come out. That was the biggest thing. I thought it was really cool that we got people to actually show up and enjoy that, so that was fun for us. Now, you didn't win it, but is that kind of a big goal for your ne- for you next year? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously obviously you want to go out there and win that in front of people and show them that you got a little juice in the bat, but, you know, home run derby is home run derby. Let's see if we can do it in the game now. That's a big thing. Yeah, for you personally, last year you were hurt all of last season. Um, again, you, I think you had what was it, you had one at-bat last yeah. year, and after that you got hurt. Talk a little bit about your you know, coming back from that injury that you had a year ago, and now you're back in the full swing of things now. And Just tell me a little bit about that process and where you are today. So uh, I tore my MCL first game of last year after a pinch hit at-bat. Um, that definitely sucked sitting out all of last year. It wasn't – I mean, it's fun to watch those guys go out and play, but it definitely was not – an enjoyable personal experience. So when I got when I got back close to full go, we we decided that I was still going to go play summer ball. So I I went out to New York, 
played in the perfect game league and got a lot of really good at-bats, saw a lot of really good pitchers, and I definitely grew this summer more than I ever have in a span of three months. And so coming back here now fully healthy with almost a season of college baseball experience under my belt from the summer, I feel really good, and I feel really good physically and where I'm at, like, uh, intellectually, baseball-wise, I definitely got smarter, definitely got better, definitely got stronger. So right now I'm looking looking to do some damage this spring and see how that goes for us. Talk to me a little bit about your coaches and what they do for you and uh, your team. Those guys are awesome, man. Gordy, Gordy's, Gordy's a character, but he knows what he's talking about. He really keeps us locked in a lot. He's a, he's a big mental game guy. He loves the mental game and loves the mental aspect of baseball. And E.T. is E.T.'s one of the best coaches I've ever played for. He loves to develop our hitters. So you come in however you hit. He's going to work with you with what tools you have and how it gets you, gets you the best you can be for what you do. So it's I love playing for these guys because they're both – they know what they're good at and they stick to those things. And once, once you kind of get into a rhythm with them, it just becomes – you know, it's easy. They're easy to be around. They're easy to be coached by, and it's really cool. The move to the new conference this season, tell me a little bit about your guys' mentality going into the new conference and maybe some of the teams that you guys are going to have to keep a big eye on uh, going into the spring. Our mentality is really no different than what it has been. You know, the GLIAC is one of the top top uh, D2 conferences in the nation. Going from the GLIAC to Having a few successful seasons these last couple of years has been really big for us. And uh, going to the GMAC, it really changes nothing for us personally. I mean, we're still looking out there. We're going to go win. We're going to go win as much as we can and as big as we can, as often as we can. So we'll, we're not really changing anything. Um, I don't really fully know who's in the conference other than I know Ohio Dominican and Trevecca Nazarene are supposed to be big-time player or uh, schools, so... We'll see how that goes, but for me personally, other than those two schools, I feel like we're going to do pretty well, and those will just be good games. It'll just be like playing Wayne State, Northwood, Grand Valley. It'll just be something like that. So last year you guys had the bat of Ethan Whisker on your team. Obviously he graduated, and you know it's a big loss for you guys, but you guys still have a lot of pop in your lineup. It must be pretty exciting to be a part of that, and especially with all the good hitters that you guys have and the ability to go drive the baseball, right? Yeah, it's really something cool to play here for these guys. Uh, hitting hitting around Don Ring and Colin Borst and Jake DePillo, all these guys have popped like none other that I've ever seen. And it's it's really something. It, just watching batting practice is really just a cool experience that I think a lot of guys on our team take advantage of. And I mean, we see balls fly that most people will never get to experience because we got guys with some juice, and they hit the ball a long way. And it's just really cool to be a part of this team with that. All right, I have to ask you, final four teams left in the MLB playoff race, who you got and why? Astros, uh, Verlander's Detroit boy. I'm really wanting to see him succeed. I need, I need one from JV. Come on now, baby, bring it home. <laughs> Heard it from Rob. The Astros are going to win the World Series. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today, and um, best of luck to you in the spring. Absolutely. Thanks, Martine. Thank you, Rob, and we'll head over to swimming as the Chargers won their home opener against Albion 152-136 to on Friday evening. Freshman Hannah Wilkins and Catherine Hears made their collegiate swimming debut with multiple firsts. And junior Anika Ellenson won both the 50 and 100 breaststroke, while sophomore Danielle LeBleu won both the 1,000 and 100 freestyle. Wilkins took first place in the 200 freestyle, with Hears in a close second. 
Wilkins continued her trend in the 500 after another first place and finished with a second place in the 200 IM. Kears also took two very impressive first places in the 100 backstroke and 200 IM. Ellingson won both of her individual events with strong performances in the 50 and 100 breaststroke. LeBlue won the 1,000 by 12 seconds to so followed up another first in the 100 freestyle and a second place in the 500. Other strong performances were seen by the first place 200 medley relay of Hears, Ellingson, Voison, and Dittar. Sophomore Victoria Addis finished second in the 100 breaststroke, and junior Suzanne Dittar finished second in the 50 backstroke and 50 freestyle. The Chargers went 2-3-4 in the 100 butterfly by Voison, Houghton, and Maddie. Freshman Mary Vita took the bronze in the 50 free. Two individual wins in her first college meet helped Hannah Wilkins be named the GMAC Women's Swimming Athlete of the Week. The award was announced and chosen by the conference office Tuesday afternoon. To stay informed on all things Hillsdale College sports related, make sure to follow at HC Chargers on Twitter. For everything about the radio station, follow at Hillsdale 1017. And to check out any other student shows, make sure to search Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM in SoundCloud. And that will do it for this episode of Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Mm-hmm.